Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for January 12th, uh, 2020. And uh, uh, before we get started, uh, it's for January 12th, but we're going to take things from the Epiphany, which is the 6th. Right. Uh, so by the time this comes out, this is the lectionary reading for the thing that you didn't go to yesterday or a couple of days ago. Right. 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 <laughs> but that's okay because it's going to be here on Sunday. Yeah. So we'll um, observe the Feast of the Epiphany on the 12th. Why are we, why not go with, because uh, the, the powers that be that determine lectionary readings have gone to the trouble of creating for you a whole uh, catered uh, assortment of readings for the twelfth specifically. Uh, why why ignore such sage advice? And what what gives you the right? <laughs> it's good to be rector. <laughs> you know, seriously, it's because Epiphany is one of the major feast days of the year. Mm -hmm. And if we were to hold the service on Monday, uh, or services on Monday, we get handfuls of people. Mm -hmm. And therefore, most of the congregation would miss out on the meaning and the inspiration that the Feast of the Epiphany brings. So yep. we're putting it on the following Sunday. Let's say that I am epiphanyless, mm -hmm. and that I don't know what. I have not had an epiphany as to what the epiphany, the feast of the epiphany is. What is the feast of the epiphany? Why are we celebrating? We already celebrated Christmas. Mm -hmm. That was that's the important day. Nobody cares about what happens <laughs> after that, right? And not until Easter. Am I am I wrong? I mean, what what feast day could we possibly uh, celebrate at this point? Well, if you wait a few minutes and listen to the gospel reading, nope. you'll know. No, nope. I won't wait. <laughs> Everyone has busy lives. It's when we celebrate the visitation of the Magi to the baby Jesus. Okay. And so some people call them the wise men. Um, some say they're three. We'll talk about more about that as we get to the gospel reading. But it's considered key because it is the first time that non-Jewish people mm -hmm. saw the Savior. Okay. Because uh, the Magi were not Jewish. Gotcha. Well, and like I said, I know we'll, you already said that we'll we'll get into it when we get to the gospel reading. But since I'm asking questions about the Epiphany, the Feast of the Epiphany yeah. itself, whose Epiphany is this? Is this oh. our Epiphany? Is yeah. it their Epiphany? Is it uh, Joseph's yes. Epiphany? No. <laughs> so two yeses and a no on that one. Uh, it, yeah, it's the Epiphany for the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. um, but Joseph already threw his dreams from the and. The communication with angels through his dreams already had a sense of who Jesus was. So, yeah, this is the epiphany that the Magi experienced mm -hmm. and that we, in turn, experience as well when we encounter Christ for the first time. Okay. So so this is this is linking up uh, the, the uh, taking what Joseph and Mary already were told and aware of and connecting it into the real world. So this is... This is something that uh, most of us as parents will never get to experience. We know our kid is special. <laughs> the question is, will the world, world recognize it, it, recognize that and bring gold? In <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And, and not going to happen. Sorry, kids. Uh, sorry, kids of mine. Yeah. No, probably not. Probably not going to. Right. There will not be a. There will not be an epiphany for you. And in the coming Sundays, 
The season, Still love you, though. <laughs> the, yes, yes, very much. In the season of Epiphany, we'll have Sunday after Sunday of Jesus being revealed to the world, of who Jesus is. Interesting. So there'll be that running theme of the gospel readings is that in the not, coming weeks. Is, is that not the whole story of Jesus? Yes, in a way, of, that's kind of his, like, his the entire... Uh, length and breadth of his his uh, his written experiences that it's him revealing himself to yet another group of people in different ways uh, some uh, uh, pre-crucified some post-crucified true and... but these are more supernatural mm. revelations okay. of who Jesus is gotcha doves alighting on him uh, the annunciation not the annunciation the transfiguration <clears throat> on the mount uh, where Moses mm -hmm. and Elijah stand there and so yeah, that's him. Uh, yeah. So I don't want to give away too much. No, don't. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> but it is it is kind of an interesting set of readings as someone offering a sermon to um, reflect on because it most of the time, yeah, it, the events, particularly in the synoptic gospels, are fairly um, mundane of mm. um, Jesus teaching something. And um, people walking away either sorrowful or um, convinced. But here it's a series of special effects mm, in the gotcha. Gospels. Gotcha. So looking forward to those special effects. Yeah. Uh, CGI. Biblical, bi biblical CGI. There is some tacky stuff out there, so don't <laughs> even say it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. I... Uh, I uh, uh, I, I was going to say I've wasted enough time, but actually I think... Uh, Let's it, waste some more. <laughs> plenty of us, plenty of us, uh, will, oh yeah, Feast of the Epiphany. What's that again? Yeah. <laughs> what's, that, what's that thing? Myself, maybe included. Um, so the stump the priest word for the day is a T word. Uh, so as uh, as you know, I've been going through the uh, dictionary alphabetically, and today we're going to do a T word, and that word is tetragrammaton. Oh. Oh, I know this. Do you? <laughs> Not well enough. <laughs> okay, for the sake of time, I'll surrender. It's a word from Greek, yeah. meaning four letters. Yeah. It refers specifically to the four consonants of the biblical name of God, Yahweh. Y-H-W-H. From ancient times, it was considered too sacred to be pronounced, so... Uh, was not smite on me for yep. just reading it i'm glad i'm across the table <laughs> <laughs> and adonai uh was substituted uh for it a-d-o-n-a-i which is usually translated as lord yep the prayer book psalter uh and the king james uh original translation rendered the name of god lord in quotation marks and the 1979 bcp which I'm trying to remember what that stands for. Book of Common Prayer. Book of Common Prayer, the one we my, currently use. My my coffee is not fully kicked in. Uh, continues this usage, Y-H-W-H, rendered in capital and small capital letters. And I believe it was the King James Version, but it might have been a, a translation a step or two uh, younger than that. Um, also used the translation Jehovah. Mm. Um essentially misreading what those Hebrew letters were. Gotcha. And well, it's not here on the website. So therefore, no, no, <laughs> it's not, can't, can't possibly that's, be true. That's why the Jehovah's witnesses have their name mm -hmm. is from that poor translation gotcha. of the sacred four letters. You implying that their translation is wrong. Just a wee bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, when we use the word Jehovah, I mean, that's not un, an uncommonly, that's a pretty well known. Yeah, but it's, biggest reasons I, biggest reason I don't object to it is that it's a nonsense word and that's the intent of those mm. four letters sure. is to be a nonsense word. Gotcha. So there's no way that you're trying to invoke the name of God. Mm. Either purposely or accidentally. Gotcha. Because either ways it's a, either way it's inappropriate to invoke the proper name of God. Hmm. Because the ancient it was like everyone knows type of thing in the time before Christ was if you knew the name of a God, you had power over that God. Uh, okay. Okay. Gods were not seen as all powerful. Instead, they were almost more like elves. And they were they were genies in the lamp. If you knew yeah. if you knew how to rub the lamp and then you could you could control what get the three you wishes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's that's a good analogy. And so the the spiritual traditions that came out of that era were to ensure that no one made any mistake that the one true God Hmm. Uh, was part of that tradition or possibility and instead was, as you can read in the Psalms and stuff, more powerful than any of the other gods. Right, right, that right. That sort of thing. Very interesting, though. That's a, I, I guess I didn't realize that was the reason why it was yeah. done that way. It's technically a, it's a nonsense in, word. Unpronounceable. In, in, in Unpronounceable? Unpronounceable? Yeah, and means nothing. Gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't mean God. It's They purposely chose four letters that meant nothing at all. Hmm. It'd be like maybe Q Q Q Q Q in English. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So the that, I, it's, it, those kind of things are fascinating because it is yeah, oh, yeah. The, the word has meaning, but the word does not it mean anything. Right. 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 <laughs> so that's Isn't kind that of awesome. That's kind of an interesting uh, 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 dual uh, uh, thing that it, a, a, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a. Blows your mind a little bit. Big time. Our so our first reading mm -hmm. for Epiphany uh, uh, Sunday uh, well, is Feast of the Epiphany. Feast of the Epiphany celebrated on Sunday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, is Isaiah uh, chapter sixty one through six? Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall come shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Epa. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Um, so one can see why this is picked uh, to go along with Epiphany, if we're about to celebrate the Magi coming. Mm -hmm. A uh, very specific reference of gold and frankincense. Uh, <clears throat> um what does it mean? I mean, obviously the, the, the imagery here is that people are going to come from all over and the Lord will kind of bless this occurrence and, and, and be present. What does it mean, though? Um, 
your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Why is that? That, that phrase stuck out to me uh, along with one other, but uh, um, as, as maybe having some sort of meaning that is slipping past me initially. I believe what this refers to is basically your children will survive. In a, a time when children, when, when infant deaths mm. were an everyday occurrence, and particularly because this passage was originally referring to the return from slavery okay. um, mm-hmm. for the Israelites, and so the slaves would have even higher death rates for their children, Sure, that not only are the children going to survive, but they'll actually have an abundance of care for them from the nurses. Gotcha. So it's a vision of prosperity that they will have nurses again. Well, not prosperity as much as care. Okay. As you know, they'll, they'll have good health insurance. And are the sons uh, shall come from far away because they were the ones who were taken into slavery. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. They're, um, they're returning from Babylon, from Babylon. Um, what about because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you? Is that just another sign of some sort of prosperous foretelling that, uh, hey, this 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 region? I'm trying to remember the regions precisely. Is it? It doesn't bot, uh, uh, border. Yeah. Uh, does the, it border Medi- body water? Yeah, the Mediterranean okay. Sea. Is it? Is it? Uh, okay, I couldn't remember if it went all the way to the sea or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and okay, um, so they'll they'll be fishing again and trading and commerce and be able to. Well, and one of the things to keep in mind is in that time. And really, until very, very recent times, you know, if you controlled the sea, you controlled the world sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that very powerful nations were going to be bringing tributes uh, via the sea showed that the most powerful empires that you know, un- until extremely recent days had you enslaved, mm-hmm. they were now going to bring you, bring to Israel, the um, bounty of their empire. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and Israel would not even have to go out and fetch it. It's going to be delivered. And if it's coming from the sea, it's probably the very best stuff. Gotcha. It's the yeah. finest jades and golds and hmm. wines and everything else from around the Mediterranean basin. Um, uh, were camels also like a, a, a an exotic? And I wouldn't think That's, it, it would be. Like, they're coming from the opposite direction. Okay, they're coming from the the desert side. Of so this is imagery of like from north and south, yeah. east and west, so from four, all over, from the four, four corners, corners of the earth. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, all the uh, possible routes are going to be filled with people coming to Jerusalem to worship the one true God mm-hmm. and to financially and otherwise support the reestablished nation of Israel. And not and not the old none of those old camels either. Right, the, the young ones, the, <laughs> the good ones, the good ones. <laughs> yeah, not the used car ones. I wonder if that's uh, how far away is Midian and Epa? Is it just kind of like a sign, like this is a journey that a young camel would be able to make, and not an old camel? Is like, is there is there a reason they're, why they say young camels? Because they're the best. Mm. It's you know they, we all know as you get older <laughs> your value decreases. Yeah, it, it, it's the low it's the low mileage camels. There you go, the brand new right yeah. off the lot <laughs> V eight high horsepower high camel power, <laughs> the leather saddle right still spits long distances. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, um, we all know what gold is, but, but uh, just just for the purposes, it's a slight detour. 
what is frankincense? Is that an oil? Is that a... It's incense. Okay. It's a is that an incense? incense? Yeah. And then uh, uh, to round it out, myrrh is... Is also... It is an oil. Is that, an oil? Okay. Yeah, that's the oil of anointing, which you might notice is not mentioned here. Right. Right. So um, that's... The, one of the arguments among scholars uh, about the passage we'll read in a few minutes from Matthew about the visit of the Magi is... Clearly, most scholars, if not all scholars, agree that Matthew was aware of this Isaiah passage. Mm -hmm. And so one of the great mm -hmm. arguments is, where does that myrrh come from? Hmm. Uh, and there's, there's no way to settle that argument until we get to sit down with the author of Matthew in heaven and say, so why this? Because I thought, said this a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's because it's anointing oil. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I wanted to draw imagery of him being anointed. And, and that that's... Maybe. That's one of the basic arguments. Okay. Is that See, I could be a scholar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to study. No, that's a, a, a symbol of um, Jesus' eventual sacrificial death. Mm. That's a... Which, yeah, like, you know, obviously Matthew and, knows how it ends just as much yeah. as we do now. So um, um, it could could be... It yeah. Could have been and others say it's thing. because Jesus had such so many instances of healing. That symbolizes the oil of healing. Mm, okay. Uh, on and on what it could symbolize. Which, and maybe they're all true. It doesn't have right. to be just one thing. That's true. I, I guess that's true. They're, they're not exactly mutually exclusive. They could be in there for yeah. different reasons. Um, well, then let's move on to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 through 12. Uh, and if this sounds like a little bit like last week, uh, uh, we thought that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not the same. <laughs> uh, this is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Jesus Christ, uh, Christ Jesus uh, for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. As I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I have become a servant, according to the king, gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the church, the wisdom of God in its rich variety may, might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. Um, so I think the, the, the passage even kind of uh, um, identifies uh, maybe why the uh, people who put together a lectionary reading chose it. It's, oh, yeah. It's, uh, uh, hey, and we're all heirs in this. Like, yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're also included. Um, you Gentiles, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Is this one of the ones that uh, is is maybe disputed. Ma a, a disputed Pauline letter? <laughs> yeah, almost. It's certainly. Paul. It's it's Paul's letter only because he identifies himself as Paul, but we're yeah. skeptical whether or not it's actually it, him. 
It's a tribute band to Paul. <laughs> I love tribute bands. Yeah. And and, and within this passage, um, it starts with this very strong support of Paul's ministry and authority. Mm-hmm. So it's someone, the author is someone who really, really, really supported Paul's uh, theology, um, church philosophy, mm-hmm. on and on and on. Um, and and uh, he talks about the, the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. And he's referring to these... Um, I'm assuming he's referring to the the, the Messiah prophecies. Uh, is that real, or is there some something else? Well, yes and no. Um, it, I hate to put it this way, but I will. Basically, he's he's trying to reinforce Paul's authority by saying others don't have the same revelation. Okay. So it's not trying to talk about so much what God was doing, but rather what Paul was doing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so it's a this, mistake. Is, this is a self-reinforcement uh, yeah. Uh, passage. Yeah. So it's a mistake to think that um, Paul thought that God was selfishly keeping the revelation of Christ from the world mm. uh, based on this verse. It's more about establishing the authority of Paul that okay. that Paul has received this revelation. Others, you know, it's almost you almost have to say this in a whiny voice that you know, you aren't getting this, but Paul did. <laughs> I might have trouble reading Paul passages. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's not a Paul passage. Remember that's true. The the, the Paul tribute band, like right. yeah, that's a lot more whiny than the yeah, original. Exactly, <laughs> and that's and that's part of one of the ways that. Um, reinforces that's almost certainly not a Paul letter. Gotcha. Because he would Paul be. was not whining. No. He was very self-confident and sure. put himself forward without any hesitation as an apostle. Yes. With boldness and confidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything anything else in, in in here? That 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 is an interesting uh kind of behind the scenes kind of a thing of like trying to shore up uh, a Pauline argument. Yeah. Uh or, or point of view. Um, anything else that, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel bad almost every week, like the, uh, the, the new Testament readings have a tendency to be like, yep, that's what it says. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 uh, whereas like the old Testament readings of like, okay, here's the imagery and the symbolism mm-hmm. and the background story. And, and, uh, um, even, even in the gospels, there's plenty of like tying, be- you know, the, the current world at the time to the, the old passages of old, there's yeah. lots of that kind of stuff. Uh, Anything I'm missing out of uh, out of this Ephesians? One thing um, that I just want to, to emphasize is that when in verse five it talks about the holy apostles and prophets, mm-hmm. it's not the in a sense the sets of apostles and prophets we have today. Okay, and, you know we would define the twelve apostles. We would define mm-hmm. these folks from the Hebrew scriptures as the prophets. It was a much more broad term at that point where apostle was simply one who was sent Mm. is the literal translation. And so anyone who was operating as a missionary in the name of Christ was an apostle. That's part of Paul's claim. Oh, okay. In in the genuine Paul Paul letters. And similarly, anyone who spoke the word of God in an inspiring way was a prophet rather Mm. than 
Isaiah and Jeremiah, the, the, the biggies gotcha. that we now remember. So this is a very broad paintbrush um, for th these verses rather than a narrowing that would happen as time unfolded and particularly the scriptures became codified. So essentially what you're saying is because we're doing this podcast and putting it out in the world, we're apostles. Oh, yeah. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> With all responsibilities and accountabilities oh, there. Oh, those words. Those words I don't like so much. You yeah. uh, <laughs> <Few> do. <laughs> no, that's interesting, though. So, so in a way, because uh, uh, our... Our religious tradition has all sorts of all manner of uh, uh, words that have two different meanings right. based on capitalization. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Uh, Catholic saint, mm -hmm. uh, apostle, and prophets. So they they break down into uh, um, larger groups of uh, of us more more what we would maybe call the the lay apostles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other th and since we're here, I'll just say this that. The dis a disciple is a follower in mm -hmm. terms of the literal translation. An apostle is one who is sent. Mm -hmm. And so being an apostle is something that really every Christian is supposed to be, even as we're also disciples. Hmm. So that's why I've some problems with contemporary Christianity talking about discipling, because really we're supposed to be apostling. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because, uh, yeah, we're... Uh, we're, we're, we're called to do both. Right. But um, I think I, I would think that discipling is more of a natural state of our faith, I would say. I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, well, it, it, the, the being a disciple of it is is the, I, I would say, I would argue is the easier part. It's right. the apostle right. that's hard. Right. I uh, agree. So, totally. so my natural state uh, here coming to church and... Mm -hmm just being present is the yeah. disciple portion. So that's kind of like, the, that's my, that's my base level. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm very comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, well then let's move on to the reading at hand and the reading that I'm sure, no doubt uh, will be the focus of your, your sermon. It's supposed um, to be anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they say so. Yeah. <laughs> the man. <laughs> uh, uh, the gospel reading from Matthew chapter two, Verse one through twelve, and and just before we get into this, uh, a quick reminder: How does Matthew start off? Uh, so we, we we start off in Matthew with the stories of of the revelation to is this is that where it's the revelation to uh, Mary and Joseph or or too uh, many people mentioned there? Too many. It's, it's the one just for Joseph, right? And uh, uh, and then uh, talks about traveling uh, to Egypt. Not uh, yet. No, no, that, that's right, because we switched. <laughs> Stupid lectionary words. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, so and, and I'll just shut up and you tell me what sure, chapter I'll just one. Sure, your question. <laughs> that ch basically all of chapter one, um, I'm sorry, the first half of chapter one is a genealogy. Okay. To place Jesus in the line of King David. You mean and technically? And technically, you're talking. You're saying it's for Joseph right. to fall into the, in the right. line, and then we'll follow it. The the storyline. Therefore, his mm -hmm. his son, his heir. Yeah. Uh, um, and then at verse eighteen is the actual birth of Jesus, mm -hmm. and again, it's focused primarily on Joseph's experience of it. Okay. And 
then as we pick up, it's the visit of the Magi. Okay. So starting in verse 1 of chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem on young camels, no doubt, uh, <laughs> asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay homage. Uh, when King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem was uh, all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then they sent the, the, then they, he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Um, First of all, uh, I have issue with Matthew not going into this dream. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's a, that's a, oh, and by the way, they didn't go back. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's a pretty cool scene. Really. Yeah. Who came to them? What did they say? Yeah. I mean, where's the, the neat hymns? Like Ill tidings <laughs> from the throne of God. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Gabriel? Who, you know, mm -hmm. was it? Yeah. We don't. Come on, man. Um. But uh, uh, okay, let's pause a moment sure. here because there's an interesting little piece. Is who would have to appear in that dream to be credible to these non-Jewish people? Oh, that's a good point. Isn't that <laughs> so? Maybe that's the reason why it skipped over. Yeah. So that they're like, oh, so that I don't have to go into this detail. Yeah. Um. um or who knows? I mean, yeah. Does anybody ever believe that Matthew just made part of it up? No. Oh. <laughs> There's, there's I mean, always that <laughs> with any piece of. Oh, uh, they were warned. That's why they didn't go back. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> and and in Matthew, throughout the nativity stories, uh, dreams is the primary way in which God's desires are communicated. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's consistent that way. Right. Uh, whereas in Luke, it tends to be it, it is visible angels. Gotcha. Either singular or in a group. Gotcha. So one's one's a vision. One's a actual visitation. Yeah. yeah. An alien abduction, if you will. <laughs> With no abduction, but yes. <laughs> Fair, fine. Fair. <laughs> More interesting my way, but whatever. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to see that nativity scene. <laughs> um, Where'd the shepherds go? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, th this uh, where where does this written uh, uh, prophecy come from? And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of, of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is the shepherd of, uh, is to shepherd my people Israel. Is this an Isaiah? You'd think, but it's a combination from Micah and Second Samuel. Ooh, 
So a mashup. It's a mashup. Okay. And, and that has given some people pause through the years mm. that it's a mashup and it's not word for word a great citation okay. of it. So was the author of Matthew doing a mashup in a way to um, fulfill a prophecy that may have been a little more nebulous? Hmm. Make, okay. it, make it sound more definitive. Um. Something. So he was um, obviously one can actually kind of understand considering the uh, well, I think we'd be fair to call the ter- semi tyrannical rule of the Roman Empire. Um, <laughs> to put it lightly, uh, yeah. In ways, it got worse. Uh, so yeah. so uh, uh, at, at this time, this was probably the more benevolent uh, Roman no. Empire. No, not really? <laughs> no, the rebellion had already started. Oh, had it already started? Oh, yeah. This okay. Yeah, it had been going off and on for... See, it's not American history, years. so I didn't study it um, <laughs> in school. Um, so <laughs> I had to throw that dig in there. Um, uh, so one can understand where Herod would come from. Like, oh yeah, I mean he was dudes th- show up and go, hey, where's the king of the Jews? You mean the subjugated people that I'm over <laughs> the king of what the, now? That I'm the puppet ruler of, right? Yeah, because yeah. he the who of the what? He, now? Even his um, Jewishness was mm-hmm. questioned. That uh, it, he was such a puppet uh, placed in power by the Romans mm-hmm. that the Jews the, the Jews said you're not even Jewish and yet you're our king. Mm-hmm. And so to hear that. There was now a genuine Jewish king mm-hmm. was hugely threatening. Right, 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 and would have been uh, in I think in many people's minds how the story of the Messiah would go. Right, right. I mean that would they, I, I, it fit into we, it. Well. We, we've talked about it a lot of how that was the misconception and one of the things that Jesus had to actively push against mm-hmm. was no, 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 we're not talking physical ruling and right. This kind of a thing. I'm not building thrones and and empires, and Mm -hmm. that's not the business I'm in. And what's interesting is that Matthew repeatedly will cite texts from the Hebrew Scriptures, uh, prophecy fulfillments. um, And the interesting part among many is Matthew clearly is aware of that expectation and is able to cite these prophecies to show, look, it's not that... We didn't know that mm-hmm. this was the expectation. It's really God chose not to fulfill it. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It wasn't a God going, oh, yeah, that's right. That guy was supposed to be a military ruler. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah. I've got his okay. general's hat around here somewhere. Yeah, let, let me get another one to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the way this story kind of unfolds, um, uh, I, I guess that the, the wise men... It, it kind of implies like the wise men followed the star mm-hmm. close enough to get to wherever the region was, right? To and Jerusalem, then, roughly. For some reason, I, I get, I guess, to partially pay homage to the ruler in the region, or Check otherwise, it would be sheer laziness of like, well, we don't have to find the precise location. Let's ask the king where he's at. <laughs> right. Well, it, it could be either one. Okay. There have been um, lots. We, our young camels are getting old. Yeah. <laughs> But by now, we've been traveling a ways. Would you just help us out and tell them what, Tell me where the king of well, the Jews and is. Well, and part of it is, surely you know, since mm-hmm. um, this is in your territory and your replacement. Right. Um, 
<laughs> that baby's going to overthrow you. Where is he? <laughs> Where is he at? <laughs> well, and, and not even necessarily in the Magi's mind overthrowing. It could simply be that'll be the succession. Right. This is your you know, ruling heir or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's only a baby, so... You, know, you still it have might have him. even been assumed that it was his. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's so yeah, you, know, you have twenty five years more to rule before this. Right, right, right. Groom your young lad, yeah. and then yeah, so that could be part of it. Part of it could we, also. We be... don't want to go to war with you. Here's some gold and frankincense. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and or it could be the polite thing to do is to check in with a local authority. Sure. Um, and, you know, conversation. They say, "Oh, and by the way, yeah, this is why we're here. We're not just here for the shopping and the sights." Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And like, oh. <laughs> right. And they kind of have a a, a, a little uh, uh, Mr. Burns encounter with him. And like, yeah. Oh, yes, bring me the child. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't need it. They, they could have just talked to, to, to the, the author of Matthew and been like, you don't need to write in a dream. Like, right. that dude was creepy. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> we got it from just talking to him. Like, oh, no, bring me the child so that I can pay out. And like, that dude's going to straight up murder this kid. Yep. Like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, and so then they do continue to follow the star. And, and But how does a star stop? This is one of those. I'm not an astrologer or anything. but uh, well, Yeah, and that's one of the interesting things is, particularly since the Enlightenment period of Western history, there's been attempts to scientifically explain this as, mm -hmm. as if God needs that kind of support, I say sarcastically. Um, so some say it was a supernova, that was an asteroid, that was a comet. And in reality, there probably is no naturally occurring celestial event mm -hmm. that would operate as is described here. And mm -hmm. that's the point. <laughs> right, 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 right. That no, stars don't move so precisely that... They, they stop over a certain house. You know, then right. that's just that's just nutty sounding um, to expect that, and so it reinforces to all of us encountering this story. Okay, this was really, really a unique experience. Sure, and yeah, and and unfortunately, we try to rationalize it, and uh, that's just doomed to failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it, it is also worth pointing out that uh, unlike, and, and not not to ruin your your you know crushes at home or anything, but the the story does not say it, it does, does specifically does not point to uh, this being the night of his birth. Right. He's not in a manger. Right. They're at home. They're in a house. <laughs> They're in yeah. a house. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Those features are from Luke. Gotcha. Luke's story with the shepherds visiting. Yeah. The night of. Yeah. So uh, um, this is this is uh, potentially we don't really know how long after. Right. It could be by the context of the um, part of uh, them of the Magi leaving. It could be as long as two years. Right. Because Herod uh, uh, sends an order to kill all two year olds, all and two younger. year olds and younger. Right. Yeah. So. I forget, does it say boys or just children? That's what I'm actually double-checking. Um, children. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two years old or under. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, because and, and, which kind of makes some sense. Like, hey, we've been following this for a long time and haven't, haven't uh, have, you know, 
looking for him. Yeah. When did you start out on this? You know, on this. Yeah, oh, when did the I, star appear? Nineteen uh, months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. so it, it's an interesting narrative in that it has Jesus spending his first two years of life roughly in Bethlehem mm-hmm. rather than in Nazareth, which is in Luke where the Holy family pretty quickly returns to after the birth of Jesus. And in Matthew, uh, the, the Holy family will leave Bethlehem and flee to Egypt for a while mm-hmm. uh, to escape this massacre mm. and then come back to yeah. uh, settle in Nazareth mm. to be on the outskirts of Herod's territory or Herod's successors there you territory. Go. Uh, and, and I guess for those of you who, who do like scientific explanations, I suppose one of the other possibilities is, yeah, you could go with the supernova theory and that when the star stops, it's because the it no, burns out. nova burned out. Yeah, that that's, Could that's a possibility. Hey, it's gone. We must be there. Let's go inside this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a possibility. Either way, there's... Going to be some supernatural there in your. Yeah. It, it, you got some supernatural in your faith soup there, uh, <laughs> because and it's delicious. Right, exactly, because uh, even if that's your 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 scientific explanation, uh, uh, the chances of that happening well and <laughs> would be kind of crack up to me is people trying tr- trying to do these uh, natural explanations mm-hmm. and yet don't do that with the resurrection. Mm. I mean, if if you hopefully believe in the resurrection, why is this so hard to swallow? <laughs> right, that's true. That's a good point. <clears throat> if he's if he is one third of God, then Yeah. Why why are you yeah, asking? But, what, like, what this is just part of the features. <laughs> Can God not do anything and everything? Yeah, whatever. Then, that's that's why that's why you're not God. Um, <laughs> it's because you can't you can't mm-hmm. do that. Um, any anything else? Well, one here? thing we, you didn't ask that I thought you might. Oh, or maybe we already talked about it. Maybe that's why it's on my brain. Is who were? No, I didn't. These visitors. I didn't ask. Uh, yes, yeah, so it doesn't. Uh, uh, the way this passage is worded it doesn't expressly identify origin. It just right. says easterly. Yeah. And the word um, is really the words in the, the descriptive words in the Bible are astrologers or magicians, okay, rather than kings. Mm-hmm. And that's why we use the often use. Well, I've been using this morning the term magi, right? Um, which which is, is a root word for magician, exactly, or magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, those were cons- astrology and magic were considered academic pursuits. So it wasn't that these were folks trying to learn new tricks. Mm-hmm. It was that they had a strong curiosity about the world around them. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're following their curiosity by following right. this star. But they, there's no evidence of them being kings mm-hmm. except the prophecies from the Hebrew scriptures. Right. And the reason that traditionally it's three is the three gifts. Mm. But obviously you can always use more frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And so it could have been the gifts of a dozen people. There you or go. One yeah, I guess this, yeah, it, does just, it says wise men and then it says they. 
Yeah. It does not say... The three. Right. This one, his name is Pete. <laughs> right. <laughs> Traveled with Andrew and Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, and I guess that makes some sense, though, uh, what you were saying of, of, of uh, scientific pursuits at the time would have been almost indistinguishable from magic. Yeah. Uh, like what we consider, even, even in a way to this day, that's kind of what magic is based in is is mm -hmm. some science yeah physics and scientific pursuits sleight of hands uh gravity uh, yeah, yeah different all, all sorts of uh, a good magician actually is a good scientist yeah exactly in order to make the tricks work so uh it makes sense that that would be kind of an academic pursuit mm -hmm. because uh, uh um it, it is it is almost otherworldly in 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 its in, in its uh feeling and and the more we learn about this world that we live in and the universe that we're a part of, there are parts of that that seem like, wow, that's, <laughs> that is, that is not commonplace. That, right. is, that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, um, the, the, the idea that we're on a, on a hunk of rock uh, zooming through the universe at, I forget what the speed is, mm -hmm. but it's something astronomical. Quick. Yeah. It's something ridiculous. <laughs> While spinning. Well, yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> But I don't feel it. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, so I can understand why that would be that yeah. would be that would be true. Um, and yeah, and 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 uh, in order to fulfill the, the the prophecy, that makes sense. Trying to create that. Yeah, stitch. early you know, Christians switched yeah. them to kings, and it helped take care of any hesitations about the term magician, mm. uh, since. There was, within the Hebrew scriptures and Paul's writings, a uh, certain criticism of magicians. Mm. The swindler type of magicians. Okay, okay. I was going to say, not, it was a, so, so it's not so much uh, uh, it's, it's the, the, the fact that the, some of them took advantage of other people. And, That's and, why they were held in question. Cause, gotcha. Yeah. Not so much like a demon, you know, satanic right. practices. No, no. That, that. It's just, they thought that was totally silly to think that was possible. Mm, gotcha. Because God's all powerful, so yeah. Amen. Trying to go with you know, the B team just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, anything else? I think that's that. There's so much more, but as always, we're really yeah. running out of time. Yeah. Uh, well, I really appreciate you guys joining us for this your podcast for January twelfth, uh, the Feast of Epiphany, as celebrated on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> uh, as always, we hope to uh, see you at, uh, at 8 and 10. We also do bring uh, uh, back our adult forum mm -hmm. and youth group uh, this Sunday. So at 9 o'clock, there are activities for everything. Uh, and uh, uh, we, uh, uh, we invite you to come uh, visit us. If you're finishing out uh, the last bit of your holiday travels before those uh, poor kids of yours have to go back into school, uh, we hope you travel safe. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, we'll have our, our, a portion of our service up on our, our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. And uh, uh, so, but uh, otherwise, we hope to see you on Sunday or Sunday thereafter. Uh, and until then, I'm still Ben. And I'm always Burrs. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll speak with you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.